Good things come to those who believe. Better things come to those who are patient. And the best things come to those who don't give up. This is the Wisdom Worth Knowing podcast. I'm your host, Craig Chamberlain. If it's your first time joining me, welcome. Thanks for giving me a shot. You can subscribe to the show on all of the major social networks, including Facebook, YouTube, and Rumble. You can also subscribe on all the major podcast distribution networks, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Wisdom Worth Knowing is brought to you by Audible, where listening is the new rating. Get unlimited access to thousands of audiobooks completely free for 30 days. Sign up right now for this limited time offer for my listeners at audible.wisdomworthknowing.org. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot wisdomworthknowing.org. Good things come to those who believe. Better things come to those who are patient. And the best things come to those who don't give up. Wow, personal responsibility looks like it's the subject of today's episode. And expectations, which can be a motivation killer. And uh, I basically have this same issue and have had this same issue for a long time, where if our expectations don't line up with reality, it becomes incredibly difficult to stay motivated. This uh, particular truth permeates a huge chunk of my life. And I have noticed that the, the more out of line my expectations become, in other words, if I don't sit down and, first of all, define what good things are because this quote talks about good things come to this person and good things come to this person and better things come to this person and the best things so it's like okay well we need to know what good better and best look like Um, so if we don't have a general idea of what that's going to be in our lives then we have no way of gauging our progress but the general rule here is saying If you believe in something, that's good. If you're patient, that's better. So if you're patient and believe in something, that's even better. But if you're diligent, which means if you don't give up and patient and believe in something, well, that's a perfect recipe for success. Then we can apply that to a specific area of our life, whatever that may be. I think my biggest hurdle in success is generally that last part where it says the best thing comes to those who don't give up. It's very easy to get started on something for me. Like I can get some momentum going, but then once the momentum gets going and I've kind of mastered it in my own way, I get bored with it. And then once I get bored with it, it's really easy for me just to look for something more interesting, you know, something that uh, captures my attention better. And so this, uh, this bad habit I have of giving up, and this would be a positive thing, by the way, something you're trying to work toward. That bad habit of giving up is, uh, is not good, especially if, you, if it's in an area that you want long-term growth on. Let's, let's say, let's use an obvious example. Let's, uh, let's use your job, Okay. Like I said, this could be applied to a bunch of different areas. We'll talk about some different areas too. And then some some techniques we can use to overcome our tendency to uh, 
to, to give up. But with work, it's good if you believe your job is a good job. So wherever you may be working, and let's say you're just starting out in the workforce and you're picking a job or a career choice. You're not, you're not quite sure where it's going to end up yet. But you, you like the company you're at well enough and you're just starting out. So maybe you're at the lower end of the, of the totem pole. Maybe you're, maybe you're cleaning trash. Maybe you're cleaning floors. Maybe you're doing basic data entry work. Maybe you're just a hostess or a host. So it, it's good that you're started and that's all well and good, but... But you're like, well, where am I going to go? You know, what, what's going to come next? And so that's where the belief part comes in. It's like, well, I'm just starting out. So I believe that this is going to go somewhere. Well, belief in something isn't going to really be enough. You know, you do need to start putting in the work and being diligent and being good at that small responsibility you have. Because remember, as you work, move up in a company, not only will you get paid more, which is expected, but your your scope of responsibility will change, which means you're going to have more work. So as you put in the work and make and do whatever job it is you have to the best of your ability, then you over time will start to cultivate a reputation of doing a good job. And then that's where this patience thing comes in. You're you're investing the time, you know? And hopefully you're doing it with a smile on your face and you're not just steamrolling over people and you're not burning bridges and you're not gunning for people's jobs. You're just patiently, diligently working and believing that it will pay off. Now, this is where the expectation thing gets important. You know, it's you have to observe where you're at and maybe even talk to your manager and have a general idea of how often they evaluate employees, how often they look for opportunities to promote within, and then, while you diligently work, you patiently wait for that opportunity to present itself. Because a lot of the times it's putting in the time, right? You just have to put in the time. Because trust and reliability is, a, is something that develops over time. It's not something that can be forced. And then this last part is usually where, where most people get lost, is... Now, let's say you've been at the company for six months to a year, maybe even over a year, and you you haven't gotten any new opportunities. And then that's where the best things come to those who don't give up. So it's like, okay, well, should you just wait longer? Continue to put in the work? Should you talk to your manager again? Should you seek out different employment opportunities at different companies or different branches of that company? These are all different variables you can kind of implement and different options, but there is a single thread that kind of binds it. And that thread is you're not giving up. So let's say that particular area didn't work out or that particular branch didn't work out. Well, now you still got six months to a year of experience. You can pick that up and plant it somewhere else, right? You can go to a different company. You can go to a different branch. You can go wherever. The worst thing you can do is, is experience a setback, like maybe a manager sabotages you, or maybe a coworker sabotages you, or maybe, maybe you screw up, maybe you just did a bad job, or maybe this job isn't for you. The best thing you can do is, is kind of pick up those pieces and whatever's left over, salvage what you can, and then kind of drop it into a new environment. So the secret here is you just don't give up. So what happens is, is over time, 
you cultivate not only the habit of having a good work ethic, but you also have the habit of absorbing setbacks. And for those who aren't sure, you know, the value in this, this absorbing setbacks thing is there is a path to success and the path to success in whatever it is that you do is often a very messy and ugly path. The lie that a lot of people tend to believe is that people fall into something successful. Nothing in my life that has bore fruit in terms of financially, spiritually, emotionally, relationally, nothing in my life has been simple. It, it hasn't just fallen into my lap. That's not generally how reality works. And so the quicker we come to terms with that, the better. You know, the, the, the quicker we come to terms with the, the majority of successful and good things in life are the things that come with work. They're the things that yield fruit over time and diligence and patience and commitment. When we, when we have an unrealistic expectation about reality, that's when things really, really get messy for us. And I've done it, I mean, in many areas of my life. And, I, and even though maybe on a career path, I've been diligent and good about being diligent and I've had a good work ethic and I've been fortunate in that respect to be raised by parents who had that. So that comes naturally to me. But there are plenty of areas in my life in which I don't do well on this. So one thing I actually do struggle with is it's, it's like, for example, the growth of a podcast. Now, for those of you who've never done a podcast or a show on the internet before, it takes a tremendous amount of patience. And if I allow myself to become impatient and I, I, I try to force something to grow faster than, than it grows naturally, all I do is make myself bitter and angry and frustrated. We're going to talk a little bit more about that here in a moment, but first, it's that time. Wisdom Worth Knowing is brought to you by Amazon Audible. If you're like me and you love reading but don't have the time, then Audible audiobooks may be the perfect solution for you. With Audible, listening is the new reading. You can pop in your earbuds and discover that next exciting adventure or expand your knowledge from any PC, Mac, Android, Alexa, or Apple device. And check this out. Because you listen to this show for a limited time, you can get instant access to thousands of audiobooks from Audible's Premium Plus catalog completely free. Just visit audible.wisdomworthknowing.org right now and take advantage of a free 30-day trial. That's right, for 30 days, you'll get full access to Audible's Premium Plus catalog, as well as an additional free title of your choosing. If you discover audiobooks aren't for you, no problem. You can cancel instantly online. That's it. It's that simple. Two years ago, audiobooks began to change my life, and they may change yours too. Pause this podcast and head over to Audible. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot wisdomworthknowing.org and sign up right now. Love Audible. Still use it every day. So if I don't, if I'm not careful about these expectations and I don't um, accept the reality of how things grow naturally over time, then I'm, I'm far more likely to fail on that last part. The best thing comes to those who give up. I'm far more likely to throw up my hands and say, the whole world's rigged against me. It's never going to work. I'm going to fail anyway. Why even bother? I'm, I'm far more likely to fall into that, that wonderful pity party thing. But that's a trap. It's a trap. And, and here's the best example I can give for those who are frustrated in whatever it is that they're in. I want you to think about a tree. And... If you've ever planted a tree, at least observe a tree that was, when, when you were young, you may have seen that tree small, but over time, over many, many years, 
that tree slowly got bigger and bigger and bigger. And I genuinely believe good things in life, the good, better, best things in life, the good is the seed. So the good things come to those who believe. That's the seed. That's that faith thing. Christ talks about it. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can move mountains. That's the good thing, is having that faith. Better things is, is that's the actual the soil and the water. And the better things come to those who are patient. And when you are watering a plant and it's, and it's making or taking root, it begins to kind of sprout. But here's the thing is, is the seed has to follow a natural process. We can't make something grow faster. All we can do is create the ideal environment for it to grow as quickly as it can. There is a growth process that is, is part of reality that we cannot hijack. So it has to run its own course of growth. And then this best thing is making sure we patiently and diligently come back every day and water it. Or we make sure that the environment in it is still remains conducive to its growth over a long period of time. And then over time, that tree begins to grow and it takes root and it becomes stronger and healthier and bigger and stronger and healthier and bigger and bigger and bigger. But here's the thing. How quickly do trees grow? Not very quickly. I would be hard pressed to say a majority of trees do not grow into big, huge trees overnight, right? It takes an immense amount of time. And here's, here's the other catch of that. What happens is as it grows, it, it gets deeper and deeper roots and it becomes stronger. And so if we allow something to grow naturally over time, it becomes stronger over time. Now, take that tree analogy and apply it to other areas of your life. Apply it to your job. If you plant roots in your job and you're consistent and you're diligent and you invest time and energy into it, assuming you don't get sabotaged or the company doesn't go under, you are cultivating deep roots in that company. And and you are, over time, hardening your relationships in that business and industry. And And it grows over time, you can't force it to grow any faster. All you can do is the best you can with whatever resource and circle of influence you have. That circle may expand and contract at different parts of your career. It may require that you pick up the tree. Let's say suddenly it's in a hazardous environment. You're like, wait a minute. This is no longer an opportune uh, space for growth. Maybe the tree starts to get tall and it starts getting less sunlight because it's not getting what it needs to continue to grow. And you're like, this isn't good. The tree is not going to grow. It's going to stay the same size forever. And so, yeah, you have to go through this really ugly process of uprooting the tree and putting it into a new environment. I love this analogy. Of course, it's a perfect analogy because I'm a Christian and I believe Jesus doesn't make bad parables. I think his are perfect, but I think I think it is a perfect analogy is because like You can reach a point in your career or your relationship where things get stagnant and you need to uproot that relationship and maybe put it in a different environment. That doesn't mean you break up with somebody. It means you, you put, you recultivate it so that it's in a better position to grow. Now, of course there are 
hazards that can happen that can cause a relationship to be necessary to split off or a, uh, a job necessary to quit. There's always exceptions to that rule. So then the hope is, is that you can, you can, you can make that decision. First of all, with the counsel of others, don't just make a spontaneous decision related to your job or your, your relationships or your big decisions should be, should be made with in counsel with other people who you consider wise you consider them as people who make good decisions. Don't ask Joe Blow from Kokomo who can't keep a job for his life and has no personal responsibility whether you should keep your job or not. <laughs> you Ask people who have long-standing careers what you should do. Because odds are they've gone through this at some point. So then... The hope is, is that if you have to uproot things, if you have to make a major change, if you have to prune parts of that tree so that it grows better, these, these are painful processes and move it to a new environment. That's what you have to do, right? But the bigger the tree, you may need some help. You may need some help getting it out of there with minimal damage. Obviously, the earlier in this process you make the move, the more risk it is to killing the tree. So, Make sure you've at least taken root and you've established what your expectations are and, and, and you've determined that, hey, this isn't the place for me, you know? And that's just from a career standpoint. I mean, we could apply this to anything. You know, you could apply it to your relationships. Are you allowing, and this isn't a judgmental thing, but are you allowing roots? First of all, do you believe in the relationship you're in? Or did you believe in it at one point? And you're just at a temporary losing faith. First of all, you're normal. All relationships go through these cycles. Don't listen to the media. The media will try to tell you, or, or entertainment, they'll try to tell you just because you're not feeling it right now, then suddenly you don't love them anymore, and now you need to just abandon everything you've done, which is absolutely ludicrous and insane. The reason that's insane is because I've gone through seasons of depression because I have a bad diet. You know, like I've decided to get into the bad habit of not eating properly and I start to feel depressed and unhealthy or maybe I have a vitamin deficiency. Now, if I based all my decisions solely on feelings, every time I had these bad habits that resulted in me not feeling well, or maybe I lost a bunch of sleep, maybe it's not even diet, maybe I just am going through a season where I can't sleep and I'm a grumpy, angry, mad, sad person, which by the way, I, I, I go through those seasons too. Or maybe the weather is just awful and it makes you hate everything. If I made decisions based on my emotions, I would be in a, I would be a mess. I would be in a different place every three months. I'd be in a different relationship. I'd be in a different job. I'd be in a different um, hobby. I would be, I'd be literally all over the place. So don't take that advice. Sorry, that's kind of a tangent. Don't take the advice of only following your emotions. Are you allowing deeper roots to take place so that you can weather storms like that, like emotional storms. Again, the tree analogy, it's perfect because bad weather can kill a tree or it can hurt a tree. Branches can get ripped off. Things can run into it. It can get oversaturated. But the deeper your roots, are you allowing your relationships to have deep enough roots so that when storms do come, which they will come, you may not, it may not be perfect for a while, but then 
here's the cool thing about trees is they do kind of adapt. Have you noticed how known two trees are exactly the same? Sometimes they grow like at different weird angles. And that's because like over time, as different storms and environmental factors have taken place, it's grown into something unique and beautiful because it grows in different directions depending on the sunlight and the environment and, and, and what it's in. Your relationships can be the same way. And they will be if you allow, first of all, those roots to take. To take, And second of all, if you endure in those storms. Now, I know what you're thinking. That's all well good, Craig. In my relationships, there's just too many storms. Well, that's something that that you need to decide for yourself. You know, what, what, what are you growing through those storms and ups and downs in your relationship? Sometimes they get passionate and heated and there's a lot of yelling and screaming and they get really ugly. When it's all said and done though, are the roots deeper and is the tree growing once the, the dust settles is the question. The question isn't whether or not you fight because you're going to fight. That's just, you got two imperfect people who are trying to make life together. There's going to be plenty of fights and arguments. The question is, is after the fights and arguments have ran their course, are you still growing together? Because that's a successful relationship. It's the ones that weather storms together, and that includes the storms with each other. That's, that's where that whole in sickness and in health, from death to us part, that's where that whole part comes in. That's where the, the weathering of storms comes in. And sometimes those storms last days, weeks, months, and for some relationships, years. And I'm not saying you just endure an abusive relationship. Obviously, that's absolutely inappropriate. That's like trying to, trying to grow with somebody who's cutting off the root, who's ripping up your roots, and who's literally butchering the tree. That's not that's not a recipe for growth. Obviously, if you're in one of those types of situations, make sure you talk to a doctor or a therapist or a close friend or uh, uh, a church leader, anybody. Just talk to anybody <laughs> so that you can navigate that well. Generally, it's best to get a hold of somebody who's been in a longstanding relationship so that they can give you some feedback about the best approach to navigating it because there is no perfect navigation process for stuff like that there's a lot of factors that come into play relationships are complex so yeah um one other thing we can do and, I, and i'm and i'm definitely going to close with this is we need to sit down and define our expectations and then so in other words for our job for our relationships or whatever or a hobby whatever whatever area you want good better and best things to come to you we need to define what our expectations are. Then we need to define what it looks like and, and just write it out on a piece of paper. You know, what do I want to get out of this? Is it just for fun, this hobby? Is it just for fun and I'm not going to dig too deep into it? Well, great. Just enjoy that hobby. You know, you don't need to plant roots in everything. In fact, you better not because I hate to say there's only so much soil and water in your life. And by the way, the soil and water, that's time. You only have so much time. You can only plant so many trees. So yes, you have to pick. You can't have everything all at once. And some things are just going to be hobbies. They're, you're never going to plant deep roots. You're not going to become a professional gamer. Maybe you can just play video games every once in a while. 
and us professional gamers the career you're going for. But but map out your expectations on certain things. Just say, okay, for this, it's just going to be a hobby. I'm not going to plant deep roots. I'm not going to invest myself too much into it. I'm just going to enjoy it. Just write that out. If it's your job, say, no, this is where I want to be in a week, a month, a year, two years from now. And then occasionally reevaluate. Say, hey, how am, I, how am I progressing on this? Am I progressing on this? So before you reevaluate, though, after you write out your expectations, this is the part I wanted to make perfectly clear. Ask yourself, are these expectations realistic? Is this something that I can realistically commit to? Put the time and energy necessary and realistically accomplish. And this may require that you consult other people who've already. There's a, a great sermon my pastor did a few years back. He said, if you want to be successful in an area of your life, find somebody who's already got it and walk up to him and say, how? how? How did you do that? Like if they have a successful 30 year marriage, walk up to him and say, how did you do that? I want that. And he goes and spend time with them and at and figure and like, seriously, just dig in, ask. It's like, obviously they've done something, right? Right. Or if they have a, a 30 year career and they've done really well for themselves financially, it's like, just walk up to them and say, how did you do that? You know, what, what's your secret? Or maybe you pick up an audiobook of somebody who's a success in whatever area or field you love and you listen to the book and try to figure out how did they do that? And this is where I think the realistic, like evaluating realistic expectations. It's like, okay, well, what if my expectations are I want to be a millionaire in a year? It's like, yeah, well, okay. Short of winning the lottery, you know, that's not really how things work in reality. You know, I'm not saying it's impossible. But what I'm saying is, is like, it's, it's unrealistic. You know, you have to do, you do have to have some alignment your expectations have to have some alignment with that's conducive to reality. Otherwise, you're setting yourself up for failure. And then, so once you've written out your expectations, once you've determined that they're realistic, then you can do the reevaluation process. You can check in every three months or six months or every year and say, how am I progressing along this? That could be a diet. It could be a career. It could be a relationship. It could be anything. So, yeah, I think that's a great place to stop. Thank you for stopping by the Wisdom Worth Knowing podcast. I'm your host, Craig Chamberlain. Before you go, though, make sure you leave, um, make sure you leave, a, well, make sure you like the video, share, and subscribe on your favorite social network. That helps feed the algorithms, so it helps recommend the videos to other listeners. Also, if you're listening to the podcast, make sure you swing by whatever network you're listening to the podcast on and leave a five-star review if you like the show. That helps the show grow as well. And... This show is brought to you by Audible, where listening is the new reading. And for a limited time, you can get unlimited access to thousands of audiobooks completely free for 30 days. Just sign up at audible.wisdomworthknowing.org. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot wisdomworthknowing.org. Until next time, good things come to those who believe. Better things come to those who are patient. And the best things come to those who don't give up. So let's work on being the best version of ourselves we can for today, because as always, that's all we can do. Have a great day.